Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Claudia Miller. Claudia, are you ready to do this? Yes, I am. Excellent. Let's let's do this. Claudia is a career coach. She is a resume writer and speaker, helping driven professionals land the jobs that they want. I'm excited to have you on. Claudia, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Of course. So, you know, I'm recently married, and when I say recently, maybe two years, <laughs> I don't know that's so recently married, Still but recent. I consider it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my husband and I just moved into our first home, so very exciting time for us, especially during, with everything happening, it's nice to have that space. And, uh, you know, as you, as you said, I'm a career coach, and, you know, I help driven professionals get the jobs they want um, while attaining salaries they love. And when I say salaries, I mean up to $50,000 in salary increases. And, you know, the reason I do what I do is because with everything happening, and even pre-COVID, I want to make sure that I'm giving hope to other job seekers out there that are looking to move to the next step in their careers or pivot into new industries or finally break into that management or director role that they've been wanting to do. And I help them do that with actionable steps that helps them stand out from the competition um, and be able to accelerate those results as opposed to having them, you know, pay their dues and wait another five, ten years to make that next step. Yeah, I certainly appreciate everything you just said right there. I think that there's a lot of good stuff for us to be talking about. Um, where, where, where is the best place to uh, to to kind of get started? There, should we talk about sort of the, the 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 issues or the problems that that limit people from doing that? Or you you tell me what's what's the most important thing we should be talking about? Yeah, so definitely, I wanted to talk today, like about salary negotiation, especially since this is the money podcast, right? Um, the money side podcast. So I wanted to, you know, put a focus on salary negotiation, especially because people are so uncomfortable with negotiating their salaries. And I've even worked with executives who are at a VP, CEO, CFO level, and they tell me that they've never negotiated their salaries hmm. before. Um, they kind of just had a good offer. Uh, but, you know, even when you get a good offer, there's still a lot of opportunity for you to negotiate their salary and not only just salary, but start negotiating and adding some additional benefits that may be beneficial for you and your family. Fascinating, right? People who you would probably look at from the outside and think, oh, that person really probably uh, advocates for themselves and negotiates and, and, and gets all the things that they want come to find out that, nope, they, they just have always taken what, uh, what they've been offered. Yes, exactly. Why is that? I think, well, it's because we don't negotiate um, on a daily basis, a weekly, monthly, or yearly basis. Um, you know, when we go here shopping, that's the, the price tag, and then that's it. Maybe we negotiate when we buy a car, a house, like big ticket items, but even then, like we have lawyers or real estate agents or people that can help us with that. But when it comes to salary negotiation, one, people are very uncomfortable talking about their current income. And two, um, they don't negotiate. It's very private or hush-hush. So they're just kind of living internally in fear um, and they're worried about you know, some myths out there. Like, what if I negotiate my salary and they pull away the job offer? So there's a lot for them in their mindset to lose as opposed to viewing what they could gain. Um, and I was reading this stat that 
and I don't, I don't remember the exact number, but around 80% of people who do um, negotiate their salary get the salary increase. So it just goes to show that, you know, definitely negotiate your salary. And then two, um, there's a higher likability of you being happier at the workplace because you were able to get the money you requested and the employer is happy as well because they got to keep you as their first choice nobody wants to go and take their second choice of course mm-hmm. so you were able to keep that job offer and now it's just uh it makes you happier um as when happy employees um, are also more productive and are able to deliver more results um, and value to the company yeah that's one of those win-win things things that we read about it every, every so often so this episode is brought to you by money alignment academy If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. (laughs) I, I imagine that a big part of this moving from sort of a scarcity mentality of, oh, no, I, I, I better just take what they're offering because I don't want to lose the uh, I, I don't want to lose the offer to no Here's here's how much I am interested in earning. Here's the benefits that I want. And really knowing your worth. Is that is that a part of this? Yeah. And I mean, I even had someone ask me, well, how do I know I can negotiate my salary or I can even negotiate well, if you're getting the job offer, you're in the position to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some even try to negotiate with you beforehand. You know, recruiters or hiring managers will ask you, you know, we want to know what is the salary you're looking for to make sure that this will be a great fit. Um, that's a good way. That's how they try to gauge your where you want to be at. Um, you know, and I try to always push back because you never know what the job is really entailing especially here this is a question before you even get to ask questions about the role um, so I always try to have my clients off put that question until they have further information so for example if someone is a current manager managing a team of you know five to seven people and they're applying for maybe a director position where now they're going to be managing 300 people overseeing 300 people that's a huge jump in responsibility and the salary should be according to the responsibilities and the work you'll be doing. So those things are very important to know beforehand before you even offer a number. Um, But also another reason too is people don't necessarily know what their worth is. They just know they're being underpaid. Hmm. (laughs) And a good way to find out is, you know, doing research, going to Glassdoor, Payscale, but even then they have such a wide range. I think I saw a job uh, for marketing managers, can make anywhere between fifty thousand to one hundred and thirty thousand. Oh, wow, that's a that's a big discrepancy there. Uh, so, good way to kind of keep pulse on what the market should pay specifically towards the industry you're in, or maybe like the location, is reaching out to other professionals that are you know used to be in that role and maybe are two steps above it, because they're more likely to be honest with what the salary should be. If you ask a current, let's just say, a marketing manager, they're not going to tell you what they make. But if you ask a senior director what, you know, what is the salary range for their, what they pay for their marketing managers or what they used to get paid as a marketing manager, they'll be more honest and transparent on what that salary range should be. That, that, that makes a lot of sense right there. So 
asking people that have a little bit more senior role than than what uh, you're looking for to get a clear and honest answer, or at least clearer and more honest answer as to what the uh, as to what the compensation is. Nice. So, getting a a good sense of of what the income potential is is a really really important first step. So you can get a sense of what you should be negotiating, kind of a range. And then how do you go about getting better at the actual negotiation process or, or, or how should you be thinking about that? Yeah, so how I'm able to get my clients, you know, up to $50,000 in salary increases. And this is not even including their bonus or commission. This is just pure base. Um, it's how we position them throughout the interview process. So my methodology is not, if they offer you $70,000, you are going to say, well, actually, I want $100,000. Right. That's the salary I'm looking for. It's not like that. It's, I position you to be the top candidate, the most sought-after, wanted candidate, and position you as their first choice. So, therefore, automatically, you're able to command, and it gravitates towards them offering you the higher end of that salary range. So, for example... Again, the marketing manager role, this position, I can pay anywhere between 80 to 110,000. And you, throughout the interview process, you, you know, you stood out, you hit on the pain points that I'm feeling currently as an employer or as a company. You are bringing to light all the experiences that you've had and how you can help them and how you can transfer those skills into the company or department that I'm working in and get me those results. And all of a sudden, it's like you're, you are made for this role and that's how you want to position yourself. Then afterwards, when it comes to deciding who I want to hire, of course, I'm going to go after my good hire. And because you were such a great candidate and I'm, I really want you to be here at the company to help us get to that next level or business goals, then I'm going to offer you maybe like the 90, 92,000. And you know, you come back and negotiate maybe an extra five to 10,000. And then we get you to that, to that $100,000 number with the employer not knowing that you just made a $30,000 jump. Hmm. that's how it's done. So a lot of the work happens, you know, before you even start those negotiation, it's how you're branding and positioning yourself. And that goes along with your resume, maybe your LinkedIn, um, how you're interviewing the questions that you're, you know, you're asking, have you already networked within the company to get you those company insights and also be referred. All of those things get stacked up that by the time it comes to negotiation, you're already positioned as a top candidate. Yeah, it certainly makes sense that you'd want to try to optimize all the different ways that you're showing up. Um, obviously, how you're physically showing up in and 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 communicating during the actual interview itself, but how your LinkedIn profile, making sure that that that's has the correct heading and everything else in there. I imagine that's a step that probably not a lot of people take. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's correct. And I mean, when you put into and of course, time. Time is important with salary negotiation uh, because you want to be able to have time to do that research, connect with people, network, um, and practice as well. As I mentioned earlier, not a lot of people, you know, practice or even done salary negotiation many multiple times in their lives. So it's important to practice, be able to recite to memory how you are going to have these conversations, be able to say it in a way that's non-confrontational and it's just conversational. Um, and a lot of that, you know, can take time depending where you are and how comfortable you are having those conversations. But, you know, when you're prepared and put in this time in advance, you're set up to, it's almost like that quote that says, if I need to cut down a tree, I spent 80% sharpening my ax. Mm-hmm. 
And then that's what it is. You want to make sure you're preparing ahead of time because once it comes to interviewing, it moves pretty quickly. And I mean, quickly, it could be like within three to four weeks, but most candidates try to practice or prepare for that interview one or two days before. You can't outbeat someone that's been preparing for this for you know, four to six weeks at this point. You, you just can't. And that's the one you, you want to have time and everything on your side. May the odds be ever in your favor. And that's by being very strategic, intentional, and stacking up all of these items beforehand. So that way it does position you to be the most sought after candidate. Yeah, yeah, that certainly makes a lot of sense. And I, you know, I, I'm such an advocate and a proponent of of practicing and getting, you know, repetition in. And particularly when we're talking about what is probably a wildly uncomfortable conversation for most people talking about salary and money. If you wait to do that when you're in the interview, I mean, you never know how your body's going to respond. You might turn red in the face. You might get nervous and stutter. But if you were practicing and rehearsing it in advance, well, then your odds of success are going to be so much higher. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And then this um, the this practice of networking with with people in in the company that you're interested in 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 working at. Tell me a little bit more about how how people should be going about that. Yeah. So, for example, um, again, I'll use a marketing manager. Um, you know, you're interested in being a marketing manager um, and you want to work for, let's just say, an agency. So what I would do if I was looking, starting my job search and applying for those roles, I would look at current marketing managers within agencies and have those, you know, start reaching out to them on LinkedIn and, you know, being intentional. Even the outreach is very important. Um, People don't want to respond to people that are very vague so, for example, I get connection requests where it says, hey, Claudia, can I get on a call with you? I want to pick your brain. Um, you know, I, I see that you're a career coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. That to me, I don't know what you're going to pick my brain about. What if you're picking my brain about <laughs> cooking recipes? Right. I don't know if I'm going to be able to help you. Um, you know, so there's just so many things. So even with the outreach, um, it's very intentional. And, you know, it's just saying, hi, Axe, I noticed that you are currently a marketing manager and you are a marketing coordinator beforehand. Um, I wanted to know how you made that leap, um, as well as learn more about the culture insights, and I would love to get your expertise. Would you be available for a 20, 30-minute call? If you're busy, I'd also be happy to send you the questions in, in advance. Clear to the point. Okay, you're reaching out to me because you saw how I made this pivot, and you want to make this jump also into the marketing manager role. It's going to take me 20, 30 minutes, and you could even send me the questions in advance so I can glance at it. So if I can't help you, I can tell you in advance and not waste both of our time. Mm -hmm. That's very intentional. Um, So that's how you want to be able to outreach. And on average, for every 10 people my clients reach out to, they get responses between four to six people. So now they can understand, all right, what do they do when they uh, interview for the marketing manager position? What are the top KPIs or challenges that they face? Um, you know, what are they currently doing? What are best practices? How do they achieve like those uh, results? And you also want to reach out to someone that will be rep- uh, the marketing manager will be reporting to because then they can you can ask them, what do you look for in a marketing manager? What makes a marketing manager stand out? Um, can you tell me, you know, why did you hire? Why did you hire that last person? What really stood out to you, or what's currently missing from your team that you're, you know, you're hoping this next candidate would have? 
And those questions, you just start, it's almost like a survey. You're surveying them and building a business case that when it does come time to interview, you already have an idea of what's happening. And, you know, maybe you outreach already to the person within the company you're applying for. So now you have this internal knowledge that you can leverage and use that for your advantage and be able to bring that into the conversation um, and during the interview process. Yeah, that's super powerful right there. And hearing that half the people that you reach out to when you are that intentional and direct respond, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. I was just, you know, if somebody took the time to research and and really wrote out, hey, George, um, I see that you were, you've been doing this, but you were doing this previous. I'm really interested. So I think that... Uh, that what a what a really smart thing to do, but I can also see that uh, that that people probably don't do enough of that. So it's, I guess that just is what it is. So yeah, nice. Um, yeah, and I I was also going to say you know um, one of the other tips that I have a recommendation if you're really looking to you know make that twenty thirty or fifty thousand dollar jump in salary increase is to stop looking for jobs that don't pay that much. <laughs> so for example, I'm not going to say, all right, if you're a um, marketing manager uh, and you're applying and you know it pays within 50 to 60,000, don't expect that marketing manager role at 150,000. It's just not within the purview of the responsibilities. So if you want to move to the next step or you want to move up and make that leap in your career and in your salary, only focus on those jobs that align with what you're looking for. So my analogy that I use is don't go to a dollar store looking for a Chanel bag. <laughs> Just like don't go applying for jobs that only pay, you know, a certain amount of money. If you really want to make that leap, only focus on those roles and see, you know, where do you, what, what do you have? What do you need to gain that can be like low hanging fruit in order to make you qualify for those roles? I love it. Solid. Well, Claudia, <laughs> Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that I, you know, I use this across even in careers, just, you know, job searching is think of ways that start identifying what do you do when you're job searching and going through these interviews? What do you typically end up doing? And then think of ways on how you can do things differently. And of course, you can utilize some of the tips I just discussed today um, to help you differentiate yourself from the masses. Um, and even now there's, you know, for every job posting out there, there's anywhere between 600 to 1200 applicants. So how can you stand out from, you know, 1200 other people and really accelerate your job search? Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on, come on. And I, I bet that that, I bet that that number is going to get higher and higher with, uh, people being able to, to, to live in different areas and still apply to jobs. So the more that you can do to position yourself for success, the better. So, Claudia, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you, and how can people engage with you? Yeah, so they can go to my website, ClaudiaTMiller.com. So T as in Tom, so ClaudiaTMiller.com. And you can also look me up on LinkedIn, um, which is Claudia T. Miller, and you'll be able to find me, and that's where I share a lot of my, you know, job searching tips and strategies. I also, every Monday I post uh, job postings from remote areas, from multiple um, positions, 
And I even connected to the post of the hiring manager or the recruiter so that way you can connect with them and then say, hey, by the way, I saw your job posting um, and you asked to message you if, you're, if I'm interested, wanted to let you know I'm interested, I would love to get on a quick call with you. So be a little bit more strategic and intentional with your job search. So again, ClaudiaTMiller.com or look me up on LinkedIn with Claudia T. Miller. What a great idea, Claudia. I love it. Thanks. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Claudia your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to ClaudiaTMiller.com. Find her on LinkedIn, and please do, if you reach out, be very specific about what it is you're interested in. Thanks again, Claudia. All right. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. Yeah. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. <laughs>